Happy Thursday, everybody. It's been a long one. Yeah, this week has been like short and fast all at the same time. Anyway, let's get into it. Emotions. We're talking about emotions today, okay? If you clicked on that, you like, I'm feeling some type of way on my emotions. Uh, I should click on this. So welcome. Um, and emotions are really just an, an integral. I always want to say integral. It's the same word. Integral. English is dumb. It's integral. integral. It's spelled the same way, though. Let's not play ourselves. Uh, it's an integral part of the human existence, okay? If you're a living human being, then you got the emotions. And it is emotions are crucial in shaping our thoughts, our actions, our overall well-being. Um, but a lot of us, materials, of of color, um, be trying to stuff our emotions and ignore our emotions. And, and denial. Like that's not really a thing. Uh, pretend like they don't really matter so much. Like they're not that important. So um, if you're wondering how to like, I don't know, do a better job of managing your emotions, or you like do oh an my emotion God. check? Do an emotional check, or be like, oh my God, I do have an emotion. I do have emotions. I should. Well, you should have emotions. Into those but... More. but actually recognizing that you have emotions that they might be affecting the rest of your life. Um, no judgment, no shame. Just saying. Just you should stick around because this episode is for you. Boy. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother, and I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is a mother and a daughter truthful chat where we discuss our 35 year multi layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Welcome to Drupal Chats. I drank a little bit because I was so parched. That's Thank right. you. Welcome to Drupal Chats. Uh, these little sessions, little ditties are designed to get us to the ongoing practice of generational wellness. If you're like, I don't know what that means. I've never heard that term before. Um, it's important. I mean, it's important. Just check the description box or wherever you're watching this video down below. There's some words or something about it. So <laughs> something we it's wrote. It's been a long <laughs> Something we wrote, so get into it. Anyway, uh, every month here at Create Generational Wellness, we have a theme and then our uh, truthful chats unpack that thing just a little thing, thing. It's been a long theme, just a little bit. Okay, I make no apologies for it. I did. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. Together. Anyway, it's August. Okay, August. Sorry, I thought about August. I'll see the right thing. Thank God. Anyway, that was a joke for a while. Anyway, it's August. The theme is unpack. And today we are talking about impact your emotions, but we gonna get a textbook definition about what emotions are because I think we are like we know what emotions are, but maybe you don't. So, okay. So here's the standard dictionary definition of emotions. I'm going Miriam to Webster read and it exactly. <laughs> emotions are conscious mental reactions such as anger or fear, subjectively experienced as strong feelings usually directed toward a specific object and typically accompanied by physiological and behavioral <laughs> changes in the body. Because I thought about fade in the water. I'm sorry. It oh, just, yeah, we we're going to talk about it. 
came up as I was it's, reading it's that a, definition because it was all the things. It was anger. It was fear. And then how did that get expressed? But, but, but we'll talk but about we'll, it. We'll get into it a little bit And more. give our two senses. All the internet's talking about it. It's right. all the rage. So. so the truth is our emotions have a significant impact on our daily lives. Like whatever you're doing, your emotions are going to come into play. Big, little. They're going to drive your behavior. They're going to drive your conversation. They're going to drive your decision. As we witnessed over the last week. So are we talking about fade in the water now? At the fade in the water. Fade in the water. Fade in the water, children. First of all. My favorite was swing low. I haven't heard that one yet. Chair riot. It's a riot. Chair riot. Let me go. Let me go ahead and say this. As (laughs) as a member of the black delegation, okay, I've been black all 36 years of my life. I love us. To quote Monique, I love us for real. The creativity, the ingenuity, I, I hadn't even really heard about it on the day that it happened. I just saw all the parodies and chairs, and I knew something had happened, and I was like, what did I miss? Okay, so shout out to everybody with the song Montgomery Brawl. Like, their song, people was getting tattoos. Um, cupcakes. Cupcakes, merchandise. Cheers. I mean, how y'all turn that merch around so, so fast? fast? Like, shout out it's to y'all for staying ready so you ain't got to get ready. That's true. So I was, I, yeah, yeah. We, we try I'm to trying to figure today. out what I'm going to buy. So um, if you have been living under a rock or have no idea what we're talking about, um, in January 2021, on January 6th, um, a certain section of Americans had decided to do their own riot, their own brawl, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to have said Orange Cheeto possibly stay in office. Okay, so those mm-hmm. said people have J6. Uh, those of us that are of uh, darker or lighter persuasion because we come in shades, colors, butterscotch, and things of that nature, uh, another section of Americans have. Um, Fades giving, which is what we will now be referring to as August 5th, 2023. Okay, listen. Uh, we live in America. Uh, Contrary to popular belief, whatever they've told you, maybe you're an international person, you live across the world. America is very, very racist. It was started in racism, accepted in racism, birth of racism, made in racism, breastfed on racism, suckled on racism, all the things in between. Okay. And so what you're seeing currently, if you are from a different part of the world, um, is that, okay? Is that, okay? There is a cross-section of Americans- emotions related- Related to to race, okay? So- In America, um, particularly in Alabama. Those particular Americans of the J6 persuasion, they just want us to go back. They want us to go back to a time where- we were, they were in charge. We were seen and not heard. Uh, they could we talk to us in any kind of way. We were subservient. Um, we didn't have no rights. We couldn't vote. We couldn't do nothing. They just want we us couldn't to even look <laughs> white people in, in the, the eye, eye on the street. We are currently re-watching Underground, which is a phenomenal series on Hulu. It was on WGN, but also got canceled by Donnie and his friends. Anyway, we have a friend of ours watching it. And I actually said that the other day. I said, wow, like I wouldn't have made it just because you can't tell me I can't look no white person you in the eye. You have to hold your head down the whole time while you were talking. So anyway, anyway, what does all this have to do? Okay. With emotions. With emotions. On August 5th, 2023. A black man was just trying to do his job. 
You know, the Republicans love a good pull your boot yourself up by your bootstraps take responsibility for you and your life and your family, your loved ones. So this black man is just doing his job. He's doing his job. He works at, at a little dock, dock, okay, at the little boat dock. He's responsible for making sure that people safely board and get unboard. off uh, off board, board and unboard. Board and unboard uh the ship, the Harriet too. That means something. Um, and so on said routine Sunday where people are brunching and drinking and doing all the manner of things. I think that second boat was supposed to be going fishing. Okay. Uh, a group of whites, and I have to say it like that because it's Southern, the whites um, had their little dinghy out. I'm not even going to call it a boat. It was a dinghy. Pontoon. Whatever. Uh, they was out. They had been drinking. That sun was not kind to their skin because um, they, want, they wanted the melanin effect, but it was giving... Mm-mm. A little bit of burnt toast <laughs> effect. Anyway, um, that was a little faded. This man asked them to move their pont. I'm sure he nicely pontoon asked them, asked them to move their pontoon boat okay. and said, "You Shut can't up. park here because you can't dock your boat. It's dangerous." Okay, here there's a real I boat. I have to bring the other boat coming in. A boat of and, patrons that probably paid to be on it. Okay? And as a child who grew up. On boats, my dad had boats from the time I was like ten. That was a flex, by the way. Eight or nine. Flex. As a child, I grew up on boats. She would casually slide that in. Well, I okay. knew you were gonna say that was a flex, but there's a point. It's a flex. I grew up on boats, and so we <laughs> double flex. Go ahead, tell your little story. You have a place you're supposed to park, and, and you, it's not there. And it's not there. You cannot park. At the ramp, there's a place for you to. It's take unsafe. It. It's unsafe. Okay, this man does this all day, every day, and apparently these people are re- are repeat offenders. Anyway, they there's started feeling you some type of boat. way. Okay, an argument ensued, and then some Captain Save White came out of nowhere, choked this black man in the in the throat, and the man. This is the thing. Okay, shout out to Amanda Seals uh, for how black am I gonna have to get? Okay. The man had turned his hat to the side for two seconds. Now, if you are not aware, in in black people's heads, that was, dang, they really played me right now. I'm really upset. How black, How am, black I am I about to have to get? Do I care about this job that much? And he thought about it. But when he did this, whoop, and that hat went up, that means F this job. You know what I'm saying? Like now, like I done made it. The answers was like, get him, get him, bro, get him. There and he was an executive. His An emotions caused him to make a decision. And that's what we're talking about today. What decisions do your emotions cause you to make? Now, the whites, the whites also, also made, made a, decision. a decision. And their decision, I think, was based out of fear and anger. Because the overriding fear of that particular demographic of white, white people white Americans. is that the black people are taking over. So there is a fear, an inherent fear on the inside of them that they're losing all their rights. Their, their, their land, their, their land, way of life. They have to be subservient to us instead of us being subservient to them. So the idea that this black man was telling them- In charge. And telling in them charge and telling them where they could park their boat created emotions in them. And they were also very, very drunk. Anger. <laughs> Very, very fear, dope. all of that started to come up in them and they made a decision. And, and they made a decision that 
yes, you told me I can't park here, but I'm going to park here anyway. So and then the black man made a decision so that, well, if you won't move your boat, I'm going to move your boat. And then that caused more anger and, then and more he got fear. Choked out for doing his job. And then y'all saw what happened. And then the beauty of it was that all the black people all around had First emotions of all, too. Minute, I'm gonna say this: a white woman also made an executive decision. She decided as that black man was walking away, one of them, it was the one in the little blue dress, decided to get in this man's face and really try to push him again and do some stuff. Anyway, all mayhem and melee ensued. Um, the folding chair came in for the win. That Again, man, that man had emotion. His emotion said, "Oh, this is not about to go down that, like this." Here is a chair. That man, that, can help that me. man's gonna do a bit. He did hit a white woman in the head with a chair, but she was trying to get up and knock a few bucks again. So, listen, are we condoning? And, and let's just talk about that. The emotions of all the yes. white women that decided they were gonna jump in the middle of the fight. How you gonna jump in the middle of two grown men fighting? Because you're trying to use your body as, as a What as a emotion weapon. is that? What emotion is that? You can't fight for your man. What on you the doing? inside of you that would make you think it's a good idea to get into the middle of Because she knows she could turn around and say, this black man hit me. Anyway, what you saw was a response as all the other black people from all around. Shout out to Aquaman, the MVP. Okay. Mermaid Thug. 16. Childish, Childish, Childish Branzino. Jumped out that boat, <laughs> swam across, rang out his clothes, and committed throwing bows. So what you saw was a bunch of black people who were like, we are not, their emotions said, we're not going to let you abuse this man that's just doing his job with your racist foolishness. Um, all the whites are going to prison. They go, they, they need to do some time. That's what they need to do. They need to do, do some time. Uh, unfortunately, I think some of our people will too, but that was really just come to the defense of that man. They're standing their ground. Yeah. And Hello. what you have to understand, I think, is what we're trying to say, right? P people of color, black people in particular, right? Blacks and whites have a particular history in this country. That is an example of black people walk around with a lot of unprocessed, unprocessed, unprocessed emotions, emotions regarding our the mistreatment, racial history in this country. Yeah, okay? the mistreatment of black people in this country. Because we carry that every day with In us. another era, they would have hung that man from a tree. Right. And nobody would have known. Why? Nobody would have known because we didn't have no camera phones. All the black people there would have been like, well, you know what happened. They might have fought, whatever, but people would have got shot. That man for sure would have got lynched and we would have never heard about it. Okay. So all of that racial history lives in that moment for people to just be like, well, they shouldn't have been like that. They, whoever is defending the whites, they was all the way wrong. Okay. But there's a history of white people being wrong like that, entitled like that. People of Black people doing the right thing and ending up dead because of it. And so what you saw was everybody being like, not this time. The ancestors, uh, Wakanda, Zaddy Chatty from the other side, everybody, <laughs> all the Harriet. all the Avengers, the Dora Milaje, everybody came Harriet out. was like, you ain't going to let me park my boat. Harriet too, okay? <laughs> Speaking of which, we need to get them Tubman's out, them $20 bills. Shout out to Maya Angelou. I think she's on, Maya Angelou's on the uh, quarter. quarter so we'll take it, but we ain't forgot about the Tubman's. Anyway, that's an example of unprocessed, unprocessed emotions on both, on both sides. sides. We're As not, not quoting we're down not with that dude, but yes, you know what we're we, not. The white people had not really processed all their racist fears and emotions around why they just couldn't. Plus, do Donald Trump do. had just been there and the weekend like before. They president had them hyped and up. He, it sounded like he. He had stirred the pot, as we like to say. So all we're saying is don't be surprised if this happens more often. And this is a national holiday for Black Americans now because 
and just express all of our emotions about many times that we've been in either similar incidences or, you know, things where white people have tried us and we could or couldn't say anything. Or, you know, if you work in corporate America, as Pam has, there's a lot of microaggressions, things that you go through. Yeah. So black so people, that's happy. why we were black people celebrating. And that's why we were celebrating. Black people celebrating because we don't always get that swift, immediate justice and we've been talking about our babies being killed in the street left in the sun and and we took justice all into kind our of stuff. So sometimes we gotta so. take justice since we're on here so montgomery <sighs> brawl salute to y'all huh create generational wellness salute y'all yes don't ever let a black man go out like that or a black woman for that matter shout out to everybody they just came together. speaking of generational wellness it was all ages it was black it was, men <laughs> out there let me tell you something that was multi-generational okay multi-generational so what did, what did Kev call it the amazing frankly frankie beverly contingent that was the old man that had the chair <laughs> it was like i know what to do all right we're not gonna it was that. all kind of kind of black women they were beating up the white women Fight woman to woman and man to man. Don't be. That's why I was mad at the white women. I was like, you out here crossing biological boundaries. Anyway, continue. Let's talk about them. All right. So when they're left unchecked, unacknowledged, not talked about, all of the things we just pushed discussed. down, all the things that is that For we that just incident. discussed in that incident. People have that in their everyday lives. Y'all be Montgomery brawling in your <laughs> own everyday life, different kind of ways. We all do. You know, you can, it can be a simple thing. And if somebody, you say something to somebody and it rubs them the wrong way because they got some unprocessed emotion, they going to snap at you. You going to snap back. And now it's but on. If you but, right? But if you but, now right? it's on. And it resurfaces as anger. It can be resentment. It can be frustration. It can affect your overall relationship. People just withdraw, stop talking to each other, be like, you know what? I ain't got time. I don't fool with them no more. I don't fool with them. I ain't got. And this is what happens in families a lot is that because of some unprocessed emotions, some unhad conversations about how you made me really feel in this particular incident. People go for years without speaking to each other. Except at the funeral. And then it may or may not be too late. Yeah. And so you you impede the process to create generational wellness because you are not willing to have the conversations. You're not willing to look truthfully at why you're mad. Why am I mad? I'll give you a personal one. <laughs> I said, you talking about uh, this family as well. <laughs> My <laughs> It's petty. I know it is. But the reason I don't make macaroni and cheese to this day is because I've been deprived, mom. Because the first year of our marriage, my husband told me my macaroni and cheese was awful. He said it's horrible. Granted, granted, granted. Let me play devil's advocate. He says that about a lot of things. Okay. It's a very. Well, I didn't know that when I first got married. Black or white person. I'm just saying. Now, now knowing him, I'd be like, well, girl, he said that. I was, he'll say that about a watermelon. It's terrible. It's awful. I hate it. It's horrible. So, you know. But I didn't think you should say that to your new bride. Let me be CI clear. To. You should not, but there's a lot of things that he do that shouldn't be done. Okay. So, anyway, he's I a don't very make black and white thinker. I was just talking about, I was talking about that in therapy today. Okay. So, this, this, that's a generational 
unwellness. I make, I my make child says she's I, never had my mac and cheese. Not her mac and cheese, but I love mac and cheese. Make mac and cheese. So if you so that's why I said that's a grudge. I'm deprived now because y'all. Yeah. So, but if you invite her over to your house and you have macaroni and cheese, just move out the way. It's on because she doesn't get it at all. So that again, that's something that's now. Shout out to Rodney for uh, making me mac. Absolutely, my grandchildren are not going to be able to say my grandmama made the best macaroni and cheese because. Yeah, one of my aunties had to teach me how to make it. It So again, unresolved. It's not unprocessed. I have processed the emotion very well. I don't make mac and cheese because of that, but I have not resolved it. So there is a difference between not processing your emotions, not resolving your emotions, and all of those things can cause for unhealthy family dynamics and family relationships, right? And physical ailments. Absolutely. Physical ailments. Stress live in the body. We had massages last Friday. I need another one. My back. I think we might go tomorrow. But anyway, we had um, um, massages last Friday and the girl said, oh, your poor neck, your poor neck, because the stress, the tension, all the things of your emotions that you're processing are living in your body somewhere. And like I've said before, I'm in, in the middle of processing my emotions about how I feel about getting older. Um, my, we just had friends come in from out of town and all of us. You know, it takes us longer to get up out of a chair. It takes us longer to straighten yeah, up to see. than they used to. I, I knew you were tripping about okay. that, but to look at all her aunties and uncles that used to be like moving, pop moving, and moving, moving, movement, all of us are now like, okay, well, I'm going to get, uh, you know. So again, those, there are emotions that go along with that, that we're pro- I'm processing. Yeah. Which is true. Um, and sometimes uh, emotions can be a can be affected by you know your relationships with other people who we're gonna step on the toes here may be emotionally unavailable or unstable. Um, I feel like I know a lot of people because I'm in my late thirties. They just don't have good skills. In my late thirties, and particularly with my friends that are dating, especially women, they just be sometimes picking emotionally unavailable. Men, where you just be like, I don't think that person is, is emotionally available like, to you. I think, you know what I mean? Like, and you can't say it like that out now, you know, especially when they are extra Twitter painted or just excited to be talking to somebody or whatever the case may be. But I can very quickly, like, as they describe situations and scenarios to me, I'd be what? like, I think that person what? might not be emotionally available. Um, and those type of people usually exhibit a certain certain types of behavior. It, we could be talking about someone, you know, or we could be talking about you, so just be ready. Okay. Um, they may struggle with expressing their feelings, which I feel like men have a hard time with that in general, yeah. period. Let me just go ahead and say a blanket statement for that. We don't really make room, at least in American society, um, for men to have places and spaces to express their emotions without- Well, they being, didn't learn it growing up. Well, yeah, they didn't learn it growing up because there's all. so much of a like, you can't be soft. Stop crying. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Like we have a thing with my youngest nephew. We did it with my older nephew too, but he's at the age where he's a teenager. So he's trying to be hard all the time. I love you, but, uh, but our, our, the, my youngest nephew, like we was like, he gets to feel his emotions over here. Like we don't be trying to teach him like, you gotta be all hard. Like you gotta, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? That leads to bottled emotions later. So, um, 
but you know, women can be like that too. Maybe you had, you know, emotionally unavailable mothers or fathers, or you had Single something traumatic home happen where yeah. they were like, "You got to look out for Take yourself." Because yeah. like, uh, there are a lot of things that go into causing you to have the emotions that you have. Right. So, um, not saying that they're good or bad. No judgment about your emotions. But what we're trying to get you to understand. Is that because we've had have to them, ourselves? <laughs> you have them, and they make you behave a certain way. And when you behave in that way, it causes the other people around you to, to behave in yeah. a certain way. It's true because it taps their emotions. And so it's kind of a uh, awareness act that we're going to get into a little bit more. But you have to be aware of what how what you're saying and doing is affecting other people. May not mean you have to change it, but you have to be aware of what it's doing in the other situation. And if you can take the consequences, get that chair or get, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> get, get, get your Crocs messed up. Whatever Damn, it is, Crocs. if you Ooh. decide that that's the way you want to get down, just know that there are going to be repercussions for it on the other end. I mean, because all of it is really cause and effect, right? So sometimes yeah. those people are unable to talk about what they're feeling, like literally not having any language. Like this is why we be talking. Sometimes, we can sound redundant or like a broken record, but like these are things that most of us have not been taught, right? About how do we get to the point where we can very clearly express our emotions. Some people haven't learned that. That's part of being emotionally unavailable. <clears throat> people can withdraw from conversation altogether. Like we're talking about, some people just shut down. I do that. Like if you don't push me to the max, if I don't cuss you out, I only have two modes. I'm going to cuss you out, <laughs> depending on what it is, or I'm just going to be quiet. And when I'm quiet, I always get scared. You already really know. see, but to the point, she don't be taking responsibility. No, for, no, no. I know for, you're mad for controlling for for the control and the triggers. Right? I know you're like mad. I know said. I pissed you off. I know something <clears throat> happened, she, but I have learned to give you your space and not be what's wrong. See, but she don't be worrying about all the things that lead to me. No, yeah, I do. I talked to. I was talking about this morning too, but see, we don't be talking to each other, but that'd be the thing. So anyway, I either you get cussed out, <clears throat> and the cuss out is actually the precursor to being quiet. So if you if I throw the grenade and you don't take a grenade, then I just retreat to my barracks. Okay, so maybe that's emotionally. It's not even unavailable. I just I unload the clip. That's really what it is at this point. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I had to learn that, okay, because I was a person who would just withdraw, withdraw and get quiet and retreat. And never come um, it, it would take you a long time to come back. Yeah, because I I couldn't be in I wasn't ready to I usually have to process my emotions. So if I'm not in a place that's processed, you getting the full clip, right? Sometimes I have processed and you still get in the clip. It really just depends. Anyway, <laughs> if you deserve the uh <laughs> I try. I gave you the warnings, fam. Anyway, um, so yeah, some people just completely withdraw out of conversations altogether. Um, they don't want to have any type of emotional intimacy, so they like, I don't do that. Like, I don't do that. Um, and that's horrible for relationships, right? Because people need communication skills back and forth. And if mm. you in a relationship and sharing intimate emotional space with somebody, and then they be asking you questions, and you don't have no answers, then it's a cycle. Do you understand? It's it's bad. They get frustrated um, and they get mad. Yeah, and it's because you're not willing to be vulnerable. You don't know how to be vulnerable with each other. You don't have any type of personal connections. You might be super distant. Um, Sometimes people are won't make a commitment either if they have um, those kind of. I mean, because issues. how could you? Like you're not doing the commitment. All of that is commitment stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like that. 
that shows me that you're here. You know, you want to be vulnerable and share empathize with what I'm feeling and all of that. If you're not doing that, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes that happens in relationships and people don't be moving forward for a long time because they're just so years used to you're in a relationship for years. Anyway, um, <laughs> but not me. We be moving. We we move forward. Um, but yeah, if they don't, I really know, wasn't talking about me. They then. I was thinking about somebody else. But okay. okay. Yeah, I was. Anyway, uh, yes, the lack of empathy, all of that, can stagnate a relationship in somebody who is emotionally unavailable for whatever reason. That that has happened, um, and it usually is probably stemming from some sort of traumatic event, which we will talk about. Or some Next level week. of uh, emotional shutdown, right? Like something happened and maybe you were, you see kids, they all emotionally vulnerable all the time. They crying and falling out, doing all of that. Um, and then maybe they got super shut down one time or something super traumatic. Like you have to you have to train yourself and teach yourself to shut your emotions down. That's not actually like a normal thing. Yes, something right? you triggered have to, that. Something triggered that. So um, yeah, being emotionally unavailable uh, really can create a lot of barriers in terms of developing and maintaining healthy relationships. And um, it's a very, I would imagine, isolating experience. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know- You so never really show your true self either, if you- Who, me? No, oh. not you. I'm just saying people that are emotionally unavailable, they never, you never really see the true- Well, yeah. Them. Because they, they don't know the truth. Right, them. I was like, cause they're not being real with themselves about who they are and how they feeling. So there's no way that they can do that with you. Right. Um, so, you know, some of y'all, I don't know that you're in a relationship. <laughs> I mean, you might just be getting some attention at this particular time or going out to get food or loving and touching, whatever you do what you do. But I don't know that I would call it situation uh, for a long relationship if there's not those things. So, you know, you got to suss out the emotionally unavailable people. Anyway, continue. <clears throat> so what does it look like to have, though, an environment or a family or a friend group or a relationship? Because we, some of us have never seen it. With somebody that's emotionally stable or emotionally available, emotionally intelligent, all of those things, that makes a different kind of a relationship. So emotionally stable individuals are better able to handle stressful situations. You ever seen people that can fight? argue couples you see them arguing or and they don't even consider arguing they're just having no. a healthy conversation about a difference of opinion emotionally stable people can do that without feeling like you're attacking somebody me personally you never listen to what i say you take offense to everything i say all of those things happen when the person has like does this, their own emotional work they have this emotional switch cheese in the inside is when you get a filter. It's when you get that, they got holes on the inside. That's when you get the throwback, the beat back, the whatever. People that are whole kind of on the inside, they can have conversations where the diff they have a difference of opinion and it doesn't become stressful. And if there is a situation that's stressful, nobody blames anybody, says it's the other person's fault or whatever. You're just there trying to figure out the best resolution for the stress of conflict. Resolution. So you have good conflict yes. resolution. You are resilient. You're empathetic. You can adapt. You know, you be on a road trip. You get a flat tire, whatever. You got. It's not the out. end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's not the worst trip you ever been on. You just got to get the tire <laughs> fixed or whatever. 
you have a capacity to maintain composure even in challenging circumstances. We have a lot of family scenarios. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah, challenging circumstances. All right, you don't react. People that are emotionally well have emotional well-being. They don't react impulsively. They can pull themselves down off the wall and think about what's the best thing to do without automatically. I do want to say though, because some of y'all think Montgomery Ball bra was impulsive. Every single one of the black people did a full calculation. <laughs> they had time while the boat was coming in. They did like full when we get off this boat before they, I love because they looked they like they were doing in. double time. When you swings. saw them, listen, when I saw them skipping in and pulling up their pants, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So before that was not impulsive, that was absolutely calculated because that's what black people do. We do be doing that type of math, carry the one time. Multiply the four, carry and it three. was a stressful situation. But they decided what they were going to do. All right, they were more likely to respond thoughtfully and constructively. That was a thoughtful and constructive, constructive. response. Homeboy needed help, right? Um, they find productive ways to navigate stressful situations. When you're in a stressful situation, which is why we have merchandise and cupcakes and yeah, <laughs> and living in America is stressful. So we got to celebrate we something, something. But you find a way to. To navigate through it, get to the other side, find the joy in it, find the lesson in it. Um, and a lot, a lot of laughs. And a lot of laughs. All right. You pro- people that are emotionally well, intelligent, healthy, all these things, they prioritize self-care. Like we said last it's week, gone. we went to the spa and we're probably going again tomorrow. I remember I have a week spa gift certificate, so we could do that tomorrow. Um, so... Anyway, you realize that all that tension that you're carrying in your neck and in your back and wherever else you're carrying it, it's going to come out in your words. It's going to come out in your conversations. It's going to come out in the way that you deal with people. And that's not good. And if you need help learning how to deal with this, which we do, we just tell you, we both have therapy this morning. You seek support when you need it and learn how to practice effective stress management techniques. Jess was saying she shuts down. I'm, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my journal out. I'm gonna meditate. I'm gonna get quiet. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna ask God to show me what needs to happen here in this situation. So, you know, I, I I'm gonna try to find a way to get to the other side of it without wallowing in the fact that I'm upset, right? And I think that's a big part of being emotionally healthy as well is. I'm going to have to try to find a way to not keep this pattern going, to see why it keeps happening, and then to see what I need to do to navigate to the other side of it. And I think to that point, uh, some of us are comfortable in negative emotions. Mm. I think some of us That's good. are comfortable, you know, everybody's come from some form dysfunctional backgrounds, right? They ain't no perfect families. Um, you know, we all come from somewhere, but I think getting to a point where you can recognize like this doesn't feel good or this doesn't feel normal or I've seen another way to do this, right? So I think some of it is the enlightenment of like, it don't have to be like this, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, I don't think we have enough of those Some people are really just comfortable in just really ugly, negative emotions, right? You know like, why? It just feels It feels normal. familiar. It feels if, normal. If that's the way familiar. you grew up, it feels... Some people, it feels good. Like, you, you it's know... It's normal. 
familiar. You know, there's a lot that's, of relationships. Yeah, right. Where, where they like to fight and then they like to have make love, have sex, do whatever. You know what it is. You know what I mean? That's their dynamic. And that is... Feels like a normal, healthy dynamic. Yeah, and that gets them going. And then they people say the sex is better or this, that, and the other. I don't know. That's not my dynamic of what it feels like to be healthy or to enjoy my No judgment. I'm just letting y'all know. Some of y'all are doing that and you need to recognize there's something emotional. You learned that somewhere. You learned that, somewhere you learned that. that somehow you need to have this big blow up before you can be intimate with somebody. And so, again, that's becoming more self-aware about your emotions. Um, or you don't feel like you, you deserve, <clears throat> and this is all like super deep self-work, right? I think some people believe they don't deserve to be happy too. Like that they deserve to feel ugh, right all the time. Um, and again, that comes from somewhere that stems from somewhere. And, you know, we'll talk about more ways you can get to that. But I think recognize even in hearing this or watching this going, huh, I ain't never really thought about that like that because until somebody puts it in front of your face, it doesn't seem weird to you. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and, and we've been being kind and saying, you know, emotionally unavailable, emotionally unaware. Which are very high terms. High terms. But some people are just emotionally ignorant. Like you've seen it, you've heard it, it hasn't gone in for some reason, or you never heard it. You know, we were somewhere last night and they were talking about you don't know what you don't know. So a lot of people are just not negatively ignorant, but you've never heard anybody. Right, you're not willfully ignorant. You're not trying to be like, I don't yeah. care. No, you just you have just never heard know. anybody talk about these concepts before and what they mean and what they could look like and what kind of impact they could have in your life. So, you know, what tools can you use to see where you are on this spectrum and, and make changes if you need to? Like, are you in the place where you're, okay, I understand my emotions. I know that when I do this or when this happens, it's going to put me in a, you know, in a place, in a place. like I had, I had a big bill I had to pay this week, like a huge, her and money, really huge, puts her in a place. huge, and it didn't used to, because before I was semi-retired, money I wasn't worried about, you know, where the next money was going to come from because I had a regular paycheck, and now I don't. So when I have to spend a huge amount of money, I can feel that it puts me in a place for a couple of a days, maybe sometime. And so then I have to recognize that and realize, am I that on her? Am I on my husband? Am I it in the atmosphere? Um, but you know, you have to think about it and you have to look at, this is what I'm doing. How can I improve? How can I change? Um, and that's our goal with Create Generational Wellness. We're always here trying to make you take a look and say, hey, is that something I need to look at in my life? Is this something I need to look at in the dynamic of my family, in the dynamic of my friend group, my coworkers? And if so, how can I make it better? How can I make it better so that ultimately the legacy that I leave for whoever I'm in relationship with is better than it was Apex. before? Um, so understanding, acknowledging your emotions are essential steps to get to that place. And so how do you do it? Well, let's start with our favorite journaling. I talk about it a lot. I actually feel like I need to do it. Like there's something I feel like I need to get out. And I was like, man, I should journal. I've yeah. been putting it off, but yeah. I, need to, and, I need to journal. And <laughs> so you do, you just need to, you know, write it, 
out because when you write down what you're feeling, especially when you're feeling it, don't wait to try to process it. Write it down like in the moment when it has you angry or in the moment when it has you frustrated or in the moment when it has you scared. Just write it down right then because then you see the real truth of what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And then you're able to see a pattern. Once you go back and start flipping through your journals, I found one the other day and I was flipping through and flipping through and flipping through. And I was like, man, you've been kind of talking about this a long time. What do you need to like, why hasn't it resolved? But you can see, and hopefully over the years, you can also see other things in your journals that, that you, you have overcome, <laughs> which that's the which truth cool. too. But at least if you're writing it down, you have, you have the data, you know what I mean? You have the data to go back and look at and say, this is what needs to change. This is how I was feeling about this. This is what prompted me to feel like this. And this is what I can do to change it. And like an example for me is my parents were older. I had really, really older parents. And in my family dynamic, we didn't talk about feelings. Like I didn't understand it. Why? Until much later in life. But <clears throat> I learned my mom had kind of, Huh? Do you need lightning? No, I, I learned my mom had kind of had a, a mentally depressive episode for a few years because she was having kids. Heck yeah. My mom was 12 when she had her first kid. And then she successfully had five or six more in the next five years. So, yeah, she probably could have been a little depressed and had some problems, right? Some postpartum, some mm -hmm. I have to raise all these kids. But they didn't, they didn't talk about that. And, and talking about it affecting you physically and whatever, then my mom died when she was 49. You know what I mean? Straight. So all of that kind of went together and my family didn't really talk about feelings. So by the time <clears throat> my mom had me, all of her other kids were grown in college, married, almost, you know, gone. And so here she is with this, you know, new baby after she thought she was absolutely totally through having kids you know so all that nurturing and talking about you know your feelings and engaging with your kid and whatever first of all black people didn't do that anyway True. back then in the 50s and then for the most part and then secondly she was really tired she was exhausted so i'm there nobody else is there with me i don't have sisters and brothers whatever so i'm trying to talk to her and she would be like, girl, please, I'm not talking. To you. I'm, mm -mm, no, you know, she was an acts of service person. She was like, you got your dinner, you got your food, you got this, you got that. And she was just about her business. And it wasn't that she didn't love me, but she was just about her business. Whereas I was a kid, you could see, I like to talk. We like to talk. We talk all the time. Um, and so one of the things that I realized was, and so at some point in my life, I said, okay, Maybe if I write her a letter with some of the things that I want to know and this, that, and the other, and just leave it on her bed, she'll get up and we'll talk about it the next morning. If I tell you I wrote letter after letter after letter after letter, and she would never acknowledge any of them. She would never say she got them. She didn't get them. I would say, did you get my letter? She said, yeah. And that would be it. And we wouldn't talk about it. So for me, a trigger that I have right now is if I ask you something, or I want to talk about something and you don't answer me or you say, yeah, okay, but I know you weren't really listening and you didn't pay attention. 
I can feel my heart start beating fast, you know, but I know that's an emotion trigger that I have and I know where it comes from. And so I try to move through it, but I still know I have it. So I'm saying that to say sometimes your emotions, you're not going to get rid of them, but a real, which is not the goal. It's not the goal. (laughs) A real important part of emotional intelligence is learning how to manage your emotions once you become aware of what they are, right? Big facts. Uh, Number two, mindfulness and meditation. We talk about it all the time, but that is important because um, mindfulness, a, it sort of gets you out of your head in like the way you would, you would be in your head normally, right? It's a chance to like slow down your thoughts, slow down your mind. Um, and it teaches you to observe yourself. So observe your behaviors, observe your emotions, and hopefully to do without judgment. It takes whoop, a lot of practice. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't even say that I'm necessarily good at it. Like some days I could do a meditative practice and be like real zoned in. Other days my thoughts be all over the place. Other times I'll have like a race memory about something and immediately the judgment comes. So it's, it's the practice. Like you said, we have an ongoing practice of Of learning how to create generational on this. It's an ongoing practice, excuse me, of learning how to um, see yourself and your actions and your emotions and your personhood uh, without a whole lot of judgment. Um, I love that part about the no judgment of the emotions without judgment because being a baby boomer growing up in the 50s, we had a lot of should, shouldn't ask. You shouldn't think that. You shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't dress that way. You shouldn't wear your hair that way. You shouldn't, well, you know, all you know those things. <laughs> and so, um, you know, like I even sometimes now have a problem with practicing mindfulness and meditation because I'm like, you should be doing something. The floor she, needs. She wake up trying to do something every day, and I be like, "Girl, the floor my, needs mopping. The thing needs cleaning. It's the really this, a sickness. That, like, other, I be like, the, if you don't sit down, and then she be trying to. Well, you not. You don't feel said. No, girl. My plan was to lay here today. That was that was my agenda. Lay here today and don't do nothing. That was my plan. Yeah. So anyway, she's much better at the slowing down and the mindfulness and the meditation than I'm I am because I'm a fifties baby. That's what I'm gonna call it. It's a sickness, okay? Because I'd be like, girl, calm down. Like, what is going on? And like, you know, I know how to be productive, but like, you can't be, you're going to burn yourself out. Like, calm down. And tomorrow's another day. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, um, yes, mindfulness is important. There's all, ty- all types of YouTube videos, all the things for the Christians, because y'all feel like, Saying gonna jump in your mind during meditation. There's Christian meditations if that's how you do what you do. Um, there's mantras you can recite, and mantras really are just sentences that you can focus your mind on so that your mind doesn't start to be distracted. You know what I mean? During the practice, I just be feeling like I need to clear that up for people. They be all scared. Um, and then of course, we say it every week. Mary J. Blige had a song about it that Pam is not a fan of. I like the song. <laughs> no, you don't. I like the thought of the song. <laughs> she liked the thought of she liked the intention of I the like song. I like the intention of the, the intention song. Of the song. I can go to therapy. Like the we say it every week. Um we go every two weeks. So we had it this morning. Um because it's important to, as we always say, uh in well, actually not how we always say, it. I'm saying it now. Interrogate the thoughts that's in your own mental mind. Okay. Child. I had to um, do that today a lot. Because 
well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, interrogate the thoughts in your mental mind. Um, and it helps if you have an actual outside person, an actual outside voice, because when you be running around here with your own thoughts and you be telling yourself your own kind of stories and running your own narratives and your own memories and this stuff, mm-hmm. you yeah, just don't have no Go in there and about. grab it and go, hey, 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 um, do you hear what you're saying? Sometimes God is that person for me. He do be snatching mm-hmm. my brain. But also having an actual physical human being that you could like, it's like a human journal. You could say, you could spit the things out and it actually talks back to you and says, have you thought about it like this? Or did you think about it like that? It's just, it's good to have a place. Um, and so having a professional, okay, I'm not saying you can't talk to your family members and friends or whatever, but it's something to be said for having a licensed practitioner, someone who studied the brain and, you know, how chemical imbalances and how in behavior, like emotion impact, it's behavior, just, blah, 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 blah. it's Aladdin, okay? It's a whole new world in this month. Um, and that's, you know, a safe space that you can go to hopefully on a weekly, bi-weekly, however you do what you do basis. Um, it can be in person. It can be on virtual the inter, inter, interwebs. We have not been in person. Since for, the like, pandemic, the yeah. And I don't miss it. I think we don't miss wasting the gas, but I do miss my therapist like in person. But it doesn't feel like any time has passed. Like whenever I see him in person, I'm just like, hey, hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just helps unpack your stuff. Um, I've definitely had to unpack a lot of emotional things. I'm trying to think of an example today. I don't know that I have one, but um, yeah, I mean, I think definitely one of them is uh, balancing when I am working versus when I'm at home. And what are the things like that when you're I working need? outside? Yeah, the house. when I'm working outside of the house, but certain people be wanting things for me emotionally that I may not be able to give when I'm working because I need to use that energy outside of the house, but they be wanting to pull me back. So I have to talk about that today. And I'm unpacking that and processing that a little at a time, but it's quite, quite difficult uh, to be in two places at once and also be like, well, where am I gonna emotionally dump if I can't emotionally dump here? Okay, because it's just all the things. Anyway, we talk after this, girl. We ain't gonna talk about this. We got got family in town. Anyway, it's just important to recognize that emotions um, can really just if if you are emotionally intelligent, right? Which we'll talk a little bit more about. um, Emotions can guide you in your decision making, right? Because I think we think about emotions as a bad thing, particularly in the church. I feel like the church be trying to teach you like your heart is deceitfully wicked. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that all the time. But like, they be trying to get you to distrust your own emotions sometimes. And sometimes your emotions are indicators. Like, they're not dictators, right? That's but they're good. indicators. Of, and it's something that God gave you as a tool to be able to be like, I don't like that. Or I feel weird about that. Or something is not. Nah. But if you're so used to overriding your emotions, sometimes you end up in things you shouldn't be in. So it's important to, again, not let your dictate, your emotions dictate to you. But to be able to assess them, right, and analyze them well so that you can see if they really trying to tell you something before you get into something else crazy. (laughs) So, um, yes, journaling, uh, meditation, mindfulness, therapy, key, key things to tap into understanding your emotions and processing your emotions in real time, baby, because it's important to be able to do. 
And it don't stop you from necking in the bucket. Not in Montgomery Brawl situations, but in other situations. Listen, so and you might feel like I don't even know how to do this, right? I don't I don't even know how to start to do this. And there are tools, there are a lot of tools available. There's remember I mentioned emotional ignorance earlier. There's something called emotional intelligence. And it We've is an actual study, it's actual way you can learn skills that will help you to develop, to recognize, to understand, manage your own emotions effectively, because you do want to relieve the stress and you do want to be and able to- And you're going to relieve the stress. Let's yeah, and you, you- You might not always be positive, but- Yeah, you're going to figure out a way. You want, <laughs> you got to communicate effectively. You want to empathize with others. You want to overcome challenges. You want to learn how to be resilient, adaptable. You want to do all those things because you want to have better decision-making, better relationships, a better quality of life. So there are five- basic components of emotional intelligence. And so the first one is being self-aware. That's what we were talking about when I was just saying, I realized that when people ignore me or don't answer me, like or I get, she's being it's all in my mind. It's what it is. Um, like I get super ex- upset when people don't RSVP to things like so upset. <laughs> so, and I realized that's, triggered back into I sent you something and you're ignoring me. So, so anyway, you got to be aware of what triggers you, what causes that so you can understand your moods, emotions, why you get upset about stuff, is it worth getting upset about? Then you is to, it worth getting upset about? Then you have to self-regulate. You have to say to yourself, okay, calm um, down, fam, calm down. <laughs> I do that for her. Calm down, fam. This ain't that serious. Every day. Being able to control and understand um, your impulses and your moves and to think before you act, like just, you know. Calm down, fam. You can't do anything about that. Regulate. Or it's not that serious. It feels serious to you, but it's not that serious. serious. Nobody's going to die today if this don't happen. But, you know, I I be trying to manage her, Lord. Here's the thing. I be having to manage her anxiety because she be making me anxious. And I be like, fam. Listen, what's you do up? not be trying to manage my anxiety. She be having my anxiety sky high through. Listen, my default is you already heard it. I'm either going off or I'm quiet. If I'm quiet, don't come over here with all your stuff. I've learned not to come bother you. Just let me be. I just let it. She ain't. She thinks she's learned. Someday she'd be good. Other days, not so much. We'll finish your little point. Motivations. This is the other part of emotional intelligence. What motivates you? What internally motivates you? What externally motivates you, but more importantly, what's on the inside of you that motivates you to do what you need to do. And you may need help finding that too. Yes. Journaling, mindfulness, meditation, yes. and therapy can all help you. Yes. Like because you may have been internally driven and then something may have happened that made you stop doing that. So yeah. That's so part of emotional go back and intelligence see too. What your internal motivations are. And I'm I'm partial to internal motivations. Um <laughs> empathy. <laughs> we talk about that all the time because you can't, you try to understand other people. I'll be trying to understand the people. I really do. And sometimes I don't. That's also a ministry too. <laughs> Some of y'all be trying to over-empathize. My dad is like that. He be trying to just kumbaya with the whole world. And I'd be like, fam, if these people want to be in the Thanos universe, you got to <laughs> let them be in the Thanos universe. If you're a square, stay in the square, square. This might not be for you. Oh my God. You can't save everybody. J. Cole taught us that. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Listen, this is. I have empathy, but you got to know when to draw the line for your own self care and your own self preservation. There you go. Let the people go if they want to be out there. So I'm trying to say. Her emotional intelligence um, <laughs> and social skills. You know, sometimes, you know, 
you have to um, know when you stepped into the room and you said something crazy. And like, read the room, people. Do you see? Some of y'all do not know how to read the room. Read the room. Read the, even if it's just at your house, read the room. But definitely when you go out in public. She's not talking about me. Emotional <laughs> intelligence will help you read the room, understand what people are going through, empathize with what might have been Your going on in the room before you got there. Humans. You know what I mean? It's not just, it's not about you all the time. That's what I think that they All of that is a part of being time. emotionally intelligent. Um, and you can get better at it all with practice, believe it or not. We're going to help. We're going to help because we're going to be here for a while and we're going to talk about all the things. We're going to keep talking about the things until we feel like you go, I got it, or ask us questions or whatever about it like how do we get better all right you can get better intuition sometimes you just gotta trust your gut you gotta trust your feelings i know you the know. saints come they try to beat it out of you but the holy spirit gave you the emotions for a reason holy spirit will lead and guide you into all truth okay so try um, to beat it out of you. that will let you know mm, nope something about this is not right and seeking support we talked about that from the right people from professional people but that. also from people who are on the same journey as you are to try to be emotionally well. If you are trying to be emotionally well with somebody that loves, that thrives on chaos or thrives on negativity, it's that's going to be a hard lift. It's a hard sell. Hard lift, hard sell to get somebody to come along that journey with you. So um, yeah, try and think about that. Look for the right friend group, family group, support group, support professional. Because I know sometimes you can't afford therapy, but there are a lot of... Um, it's What's the place? NAMI? NAM? Oh, yeah, the National Association, Association of Mental. Mental. Just put in. We'll put it in the chat. But, um, yeah, I we'll mean, we'll put, put it in the description. On the description. But it, it's all kind of free places out here, free especially after resources. COVID. They know everybody's brain broken. Yeah, <laughs> better help, better therapy, all, all kinds of places where you can go and find And go resources. back to older episodes. I feel like we have some resources. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we got a little homework this week, okay, as we're unpacking our emotions. Um, Try to find and or create uh, a safe and comfortable space for self-reflection for yourself, right? So some of y'all are super morning people. I'm not. Some of y'all are maybe on your lunch break, maybe right before you go to bed. Um, find some time to journal. Find some time to maybe practice, you know, mindfulness or meditation. Uh, maybe start Googling for some therapists, okay? I don't know. However you do what you do. Um, two, identify and acknowledge your emotions without judgment. Meditation will help with that. Um, just find you some on YouTube. It's very easy. We all have access. YouTube University is a real thing. Um, so, you know, just try out a little mindfulness practice today or whenever you do, get to do what you do uh, and try to get into the practice of thinking about a situation or reassessing a situation. Just something small from the day. It ain't got to be like, don't go back to when you was eight and somebody did you wrong. Just focus on something that rubbed you wrong today and see if you can go back and assess the situation without judgment for that person or for yourself. Just kind of look at the situation as objectively as you can. Yes. Um, seek support from trusted individuals or professionals if you need them, if you have them. Again, emotionally healthy people or the closest to it that you can find. Uh, practice self-compassion and patience with yourself throughout the process. You're learning something new. It's a new skill. So don't just think you're going to jump right into it right away. Like it's going to take you a minute. So, you know, just do keep it light. Okay. Keep it simple. Don't be trying to do the freaking most. Okay. Just 
Very simple. Gotta take baby steps. I say it all the time. Gotta take baby steps. Um, so yeah, next week, uh, we hope you're going to continue to join us. We're gonna keep talking about this and we're gonna start talking about the underlying causes of these emotions, which means we're gonna dive deep. Montgomery, Alabama, deep in the water. We're gonna jump in the water. We fade in the water with your emotions and with your uh traumatic experiences um and how they impact your life. They could be big, that could be small. I'm sure we're probably gonna share a story or two. Um, and we can look at them, honestly, God, hopefully without judgment, um, and see if we can find some hidden emotions or some things that may be in there. Um, we may tell personal stories. We may look at some some movie characters. Sometimes that helps. Sometimes people ain't ready to talk about their own life. So maybe we'll bring in some other kind of examples so that you can see and judge those people. <laughs> you got to worry about you. You don't have stuff. to judge yourself. Yeah, ain't got to worry about you just yet. Okay? Just yet. We'll it's, it's putting, we're we're waiting slow. in the water. We're we're fading in the water, but you got floaties on. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So think of it like that. there's that. All right. So to wrap up, your emotions wield a whole lot of power in your life, whether you know it or oh. not, whether you're willing to acknowledge it or not. It affects. It's the your baby actions. Motor. It's your choices. <laughs> it affects all the stuff. And if you don't process them, they're going to negatively impact you. You may think you're holding it down and holding on. And we good. We, sure. good. we good. good. We good. good. We good. I don't need nobody feeling I'm good. It's not true. It's going to, at some point in time, and the more you step, the uglier it's going to be when it comes out, right? Um, yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. So you want emotional stability. You want to be able to navigate stressful situations. You want to be able to have conversations about what it is you're feeling. You want to respect the other people's feelings. You want them to respect your feelings. You want to have a mutual, mutual, mutual respectability and conversations going on here. And um, you want to lead a more fulfilling life. You want to have healthier relationships. You want to create an environment for generational wellness throughout your whole life. This is a lot of and the emotions are not there to be suppressed. They're I like what you said. Okay. They're not dictators, but they are indicators. indicators of what's going on in your life. You need to embrace them, harness them, and use them as a personal source of growth and empowerment for you and the people that you love. And it's super important. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about that more, but you ain't going to know if you have not. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. Follow us on IG, Facebook, fan base. We are at Create Generational Wellness on all the things. I'm behind on some things, okay? This is a very, very small team of two. So <laughs> based on the way the things have been going, just hang in there with us, okay? I'm trying to get the stuff out You're as fast up. as I can. Um, but I've had some employment opportunities this summer, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, but they have tapped into your girls' time. So anyway, um, stick around, man. But you ain't gonna know again what's going on if you're not tapped in. So I say it every week. Subscribe, tell a friend and tell a friend, like a post, leave us some comments. Let us know if there's anything you want to talk about. We keep telling you, y'all, y'all have the two of us for now, but we seriously are inching closer and closer uh towards interviews. So is there a particular mother-daughter dynamic you want to explore? Is there something you want to talk about? We ain't going to know if you don't tell us. We ain't going to know if you make time. So with that, we will bid you adieu. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.